And we move now to a story about a bullying culture in Parliament. And there are reports that as many as, what is it, Tim, 35 staffers who have left Parliament. This is across mm. uh, the whole Parliament. Let's say back office staff. Uh, right. So this is since Christmas. 35 staffers have left. And that's not just people going off on their OE or getting another job that they're more interested in. No, they have had um, interactions with senior management that have uh, that have resulted in, in payouts. Uh, there have been uh, non-disclosure agreements signed. People aren't actually going on the record about this, but uh, but there is a lot of murmuring about uh, about the culture within Parliament. All right, so joining us now is Shane Tupo, who's a former candidate, a campaign manager, also an executive member of the Labour Party. Yeah. Uh, reading here, you're a former union official. Yeah, yeah. And welcome along. Happy Easter, first and foremost. Happy Easter, guys. Happy Easter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I worked in Parliament for a very short period, but um, uh, no longer active in a party, but um, certainly spent a lot of time in and around uh, the back offices, it's a very unique working environment. Because Put it this way, you're employed by one employer, but you're in conflict with half of your um, workmates because you might work for Labour and they might work for National and you've got to try and trump them, you've got to try and better them. So it's a very, very interesting dynamic. And the other thing is that um, even if you're saying Labour, you are really competing against even your fellow cabinet um, ministers because you want prominence, you want traction, you might want to get your agenda up the up the list in front of there. So it's a very unique environment. The other experience I had is it's very um, incestuous. It's, it's, it's very insular. And um, I'm not surprised that this is happening. It's, it's nothing new. I think that in a way it's quite good because we're recognising it as an issue and it's coming, and it's coming out. But, um, uh, yeah, it's worrying. And certainly the Speaker, who um, has ultimate responsibility, needs to get onto it. When you say it's nothing new, there... Um as I understand it, uh, people are saying that this is actually mm. to the next level. And yeah. one quote is 100% toxic yeah. uh, in those in those parliamentary uh, back office uh, circles. So what do you mm. see that is new in the fact that 35 back office staff have left since Christmas? That seems like a high number. It is. But you know what? <clears throat> I've been in meetings. I've been on cars and I've been a by the type of the, the, I don't I'm not up with the current crop, but I've been appalled and confronted by the, the language that ministers, a member of parliament would use at at, at, at their advisors, at drivers. It mm. really can be a quite a nasty environment. So I, I'm not uh, I'm not up playing in terms of the in terms of the current um, <clears throat> uh, state play, but I, what I do know is that they're recognising it, and what I do know that they're asking to be more open. So that might be bringing it to the forefront. Can I also tell you for the type of hours you work and the jobs that you jobs you're expected to do the pay is rubbish yeah look it's a, I, I get yeah. that it's mm. a crappy life you know that yeah. when you sign up for it and we we've been through this kind of thing mm. before with for example Maggie Barry yeah. allegations etc etc most people listening will say hey it's parliament it's a ball pit yeah that's what you expect suck it up babies boohoo Oh no, I, I I'm 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 almost in, in that camp, but you know, at the end of the day, it is a workplace, and we've got to be reasonably respectful each, of each other. The other thing is that a lot of these people that are in the system, um, not so much the like the 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 uh, office staff or the clerk of the house, but if you work in a minister or MP's office, often you want to get into the bullpit, and often right. it's a way of of coming up through the system and uh, apparatus are very very good way to become a, a member of parliament these days. Yeah, and look, I hear what you say, Wilson, and and like you, Shane, there's a part of me that agrees, but, but the reason why there's little pause for me is that 
if we accept that, look, this is just how it is, toughen up, then we only attract a certain yep. type of person into politics and only certain types of people will ultimately succeed. And, and given that we hope it will be a House of Representatives, that mm. actually becomes not representative of the population if it's only you know this ultra kind yeah. of ridiculously thick-skinned borderline bully who can make it but if we do i mean yeah the other but the other side to that is do we you know i, I i'll compare it to the yeah. to the surgeon i had on my knee mm-hmm. right uh, recently cracked up my knee <laughs> everyone knows about it it's all very embarrassing and uh, I'm, I'm i'm still ashamed but the surgeon i had <laughs> the surgeon i had didn't stroke my head and say, there, there, darling, you're going to be fine. He said to me immediately, you're going to get osteoarthritis yep. in 15 years, blah, blah, blah. I think this is a, it's an environment that attracts A-types, and we need people. Uh, some, you know, the expression, you want to you want to make an omelette, you've got to crack some eggs. These guys are air crackers. That's, that's true, but I think that there are also two type of political, um, sorry, two type of staff that work in the parliamentary system. They're the political animals that might... You know, uh, be an activist for say the National Party, and then go and do a stint in in, in the office. I think the average age is about seventeen. Last time I checked, <laughs> um, uh, and all there are back office people that are you know that might work for the clerk of the house, not be political operatives, but work for the speaker of the house. And it seems to me that that's where um, there's a bit of an issue also. And at the end of the day, Tim and Tim. We pay for it. You know, these payments are not insubstantial and uh, and we pay for it. And there is a, a, a there is a, a, um, a cloak of secrecy. That's an old trick. I'm an HR guy. If you have trouble with the staff or if you have a manager that might have played up, confidentiality agreement mm. because it covers your backside. But I think there needs to be a little bit more open, openness. You can extract and reduct as Donald Trump has taught us, uh, told us um, names and some details that wouldn't identify them. But I think we, as a taxpayer, we need to know a little bit more. So I totally agree with you there, Shane. Um, a lot of these allegations, because uh, uh, we do pay for this, and we do mm. we do want uh, want the, for want of a better yeah. word, our shrine of democracy to be a shrine of decency as well. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, that just uh, corrodes the body politic. A lot of the allegations are circulating around a guy called Rafael yes. Gonzalez Montero. He's the new general manager of Parliamentary Service. Uh, is he the problem, Shane? Uh, look, I understand that he, um, just uh, because I knew I was coming on air, I talked to uh, some people that are in the system or recently left the system. He is a tough nut, as, as I understand it. Um, he uh, has been um, given a bit of a mandate to... You know, to push a few that have been in the system out a little bit, mm. um, there have been there have been some mass redundancies. They're never very uh, easy way to do it. There's never a right way, or or certainly there's a wrong way, but there's never a right way way to do it. Um, he's got a job to do, and he's doing it, and he would have been doing it with the tacit approval of um, the people who put him there. Yeah, it would be interesting to have a look at several years' worth of people who have left, mm. parliamentary staffers who have left, and and essentially, you know, do, do exit surveys with them, exit interviews, and, and find out ex- exactly why they're leaving. Find out if we're, we're losing people and it's not necessarily a great loss, or whether we're, we're losing people who actually could have been really, really valuable to the system. It's just we had this kind of old school mentality that you had to treat staff um, you know, like dirt. Yeah, look, and the other thing is I think we need to be real. There are people that, there that have titles like political advisor or um, press secretary that are political operatives, yeah. and we actually ought to recognise that. And um, 
there's been some talk about you know just funding on a real basis and actually calling people what they are rather than rather than trying to sort of pretend to, that they've sort of got a job description but their unofficial job is 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 is, is, real, is the reality and so I think it needs to tie it up all around and perhaps that this is uh, that is what this guy is doing and we'll be very interested to see what the um, speaker's review actually comes up with yeah looking forward to that got to go quick just yeah. quickly Shane is this going to get worse or is it going to get better what oh, do you no, think no 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 it's going to get worse it's on the front page of the paper today and uh, it's going to be exposed and uh, when the house finally gets uh, back to sitting I think the speaker's going to be uh, will want uh, this to be brought to a head and um, I'd be very surprised even though he's he may have came in to come in to do a particular job I'd be very surprised if this guy does survive all right that's Shane Tapo.